Well, good morning. Um, I think I know most of you, but uh, if anybody doesn't know me, uh, my name is John Ashton. Uh, we've been here at Crossing, I guess we started coming back in 1992, so quite a while back. Um, Marla's my wife out in the Sun Country. We have five sons and, uh, and now three really awesome daughter-in-laws, so we uh, count ourselves really blessed. And um, here at Crossing, uh, we have a small group on Sunday nights that Marla and I lead, and I'm uh, part of the Elder Council here, so God's given us uh, really great things to do, ways to serve here. So when Scott asked me if I would um, share my testimony this morning, the first thing that came to mind was um, probably been about two years ago now, uh, Len Picard shared his testimony. And he said, I don't have a great story. I just have Jesus. And I got to tell you, me too. That's, I don't have any fancy story. I just have Jesus. And uh, so what my testimony this morning is about his faithfulness in my life, about his greatness, about his goodness, about my total, complete need for him. So I, I tend to be a do-it-yourselfer kind of person. We build our house, and then we moved and build another house, and I like to grow food in the garden and put it up for the, the winter. I, I'm just kind of a do-it-yourself person. But things that God has shown me more and more each year are not only my total need for him, but my need for the people that he's put around me and my need for those people to build me into what he wants me to be. And so, <clears throat> you know, just if I walk back through my life, from the beginning, I was blessed to be in a family with my mom and dad, loved each other, loved us. And one thing was always clear to me. It was always clear to me that I wasn't perfect. There were things that they wanted to see differently. But within that, I was completely unconditionally loved by them. And so when I heard the gospel, and one other thing, my dad, he always stressed, you do what's right. You don't do it because of what's in it for you or things will go better overall. It was, it's right. So you do it. It's right. And um, so when I heard the gospel, uh, I'm sure I heard it before that, but when it really registered with me when I was about 12 or 13, it was very natural to accept that. I, I knew what it was to have a father here on earth, he had given me a picture of being loved unconditionally. And he had taught me, the Lord, through giving it to my father to teach me, that's the right thing to do. Why, why would I do something else? So it, it just, it seemed very natural to believe. And so, but as you go along, you know, there's lots of distractions in life. And um, towards, when I was in college, I really wanted to have that special person, that special lady who someday I was going to marry. And um, I wasn't finding her. And, you know, you're, you're 19 years old and you're thinking life's over. You're only 19, though. You know, <laughs> now looking back here today, standing here 55, it seems a little silly. But, but when you're that age, you know, it's very important. And God really just impressed on me. Um, really what he says in Matthew 6.33 not that he was talking about a wife or anything. He was talking about food and clothing and all, all our needs. And to seek first the kingdom of God. And so I really set my heart 
on doing that, on on not being worried about finding a wife or anything, just just uh, enjoying who he was. And then he gave me uh, Marla, who, as most of you know, is legitimately considered my better half. So <laughs> I knew I'd get an amen out of that. Um, <laughs> so uh, just just moving along then, just each of these little snapshots, how, how God showed himself to me, showed me how I needed him, and in many of these instances showed me through the people he'd given me so kindly in my life. Um, when, uh, when our first son was born, that was in 91, uh, Johnny was traumatized by being 30 this year, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, when he was born, you know, there, we have this, we, we read in 1 John 3, 1, you know, how great the love is the love of the Father's lavish on us. I know I'm butchering the, the exact wording. That we would be called sons of God. And that's what we are. And I can just, a vivid memory. God like burns these little memories into my head over my life. I can remember walking around the hospital. Because I had to, it was late enough when I finally left. I had to go all the way to the other end of the hospital and come all the way back around. And um, just this strange love I felt for this little scroogey boy who I'd never seen before. I knew he was flesh of my flesh and all that, but I hadn't, you know, there was nothing about him to attract me to him. And it just gave me another little glimpse of who this awesome God is. That that's a picture. The reason he calls us his father, many reasons, but that's something about being his father, or him being our father that that's the way he loves me. And that, that really impressed me that night. And so, you know, you kind of keep walking along in life. And, and I had, um, you know, you see these great things, but God invites us to his work too. You know, we, we read as an evangelical church, we read a lot of times Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 about how it's by faith and grace that our salvation comes. But verse 10 right after that, for we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works to be prepared ahead of time for us to do. That he's given me stuff to do. He's given me ways to serve here at Crossing. And I can tell you that he keeps showing me more about me. And more importantly, he keeps showing me more about him. So like even, for example, being on the Elder Council here at Crossing, there are five of us at this point, And we're five people who... While we may look pretty similar, you know, all a bunch of white males, there are five very different ways of thinking, very different perspectives. And sometimes that is a beautiful thing, and other times it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> but God teaches me not just about me, because he shows me how I'm not necessarily right about everything I thought I had a good idea on, but he shows me about trusting him. He shows me about my utter need for him, and in that case, as it's shown through the people, he's given me to work and serve with, and so I, I can't be more thankful about that. Then another thing, you know, just kind of keep walking along, so that was, I don't know, how long, how long have I been on, Todd? Maybe three and a half years or so, something like that. Um, two years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer, and um, it was one of those things, you know, you keep, like everybody, what do you do when you have cancer? 
Google. You know, <laughs> got to find out, okay, am I going to die tomorrow or not? And uh, the, it didn't, you know, everything I kept reading, it kept getting worse, you know. Ten years out, you got a 50% chance of survival. And my case presented very favorably. So I, you know, last thing I heard from the oncologist was, you could live to be an old man and die from something else. So I guess that's good. Um, <laughs> so, but the thing was, during that period of time, God just impressed on me how important he is and how real the life we have in him is. And that life started now, not that life starting when we die, but starting now. And he tells us in, uh, in Luke 21, he talks about, he's uh, talking to the disciples, but he's talking about how bad things are going to happen. Fathers and sons will betray one another and all kinds of things. And he says, and some of you will be put to death. And in the next sentence, he says, but not a hair on your head will perish. And what a comfort that gave me to know that, okay, your, your time here on earth might be only a little while left, but not a hair on your head will perish in the sense that means the most. And so, so he honestly gave me like really a supernatural comfort through that, even to the point that I didn't quite catch on in the sensitivity category because, you know, I'd be saying to Marla, well, you know, if I, if I don't make it from this and I die, I'll, uh, you know, we're in good shape for you. Life insurance is good at work and I'm talking about things, you know. And I look over and she's crying because I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm just, to me, he had given me a supernatural piece about it. And once again, uh, a really close friend two months later had a heart attack and we were talking afterwards and he's a faithful guy. And he had the same reaction, telling me how God had been faithful to him and he had never been in a spot where he might likely die. But that's what the doctor told him, is you might likely die. And, uh, but he made it through. And he said the peace that he had was overwhelming, only because of the Lord giving it to him. And then the last thing I just have to share, and I will try to, uh, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, so if I get choked up, please, um, please just kind of look over that. But almost any, if somebody knows a verse from the Bible, there's a good chance it's John 3.16. God so loved the world, he gave his only son. that uh, whoever believes in him might have everlasting life. And when we lost our son this year, uh, back in January, <clears throat> the thing that struck me about it and here again, voices of you, people around us. I remembered Scott when he spoke at Josh's funeral, who he lost, uh, his son, saying how he had never felt God's presence more than in that time. It was never more real to me what that verse really means. Because here my heart has been torn in two. And I only lost one of five sons and I didn't give him up I lost him but I didn't give him up God gave up his only son that's how much love he has for me that's how much he has for us and even though I would not ask for that experience again because it is all it's cracked up to be losing a child is terrible 
But the depth of what it showed me about who God is and how much he loves me would not have happened. I would not have had that same understanding without having felt such pain. So to God be the glory, it's really his story. And uh, I could go on all day about good things he's done for me, but that's what I have for today. So thank you.